Blog Talk Radio. Welcome 
Thank you, thank you, thank all of you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. And we do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen, you have to rush out, whatever it is, call us directly by dialing 347-2020-227, and you can listen via your phone, or if you are driving about, please be sure to use your Bluetooth. Have you ever been drawn to an animal, or perhaps you felt a special connection between or a bond with a particular animal? Well, my guest tonight has. From an early age, Heaven Schmidt had a special relationship with animals, but it wasn't until she was an adult that she really realized just how special that relationship was. And Heaven and her family own and operate a small ranch in Colorado called Little Feet Ranch. And this is a rescue ranch where animals visit even after they pass over to the other side. Now, through her unique and unusual experiences, She reminds us of our spiritual connection to animals and how respecting and caring for all of our animal friends while they are here on earth really does form a special bond that is everlasting through life and death. Heaven was a former member of Search and Rescue and a volunteer firefighter, IEMT, and now spends her time writing and caring for a variety of private rescue critters, and she often wonders, Who Rescued Who? And she's joining us now to talk about her book, Angels Come in All Shapes and Sizes. So good evening, Heaven. Thank you so much for sharing your time with all of us tonight. How are you being this evening? Oh, thank you, T. Um, I'm grateful to be here, and thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, you are Um, quite welcome. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead, T. Your, Your book... Angels come in all shapes and sizes. Is it's a it's really a collection of real experiences that you've had with animals throughout your life, both as pets and as animals that you've rescued, to the point where you started Little Feet Ranch, which is a rescue ranch. That's correct, right? That's correct. Uh, when I was a child, I, I always loved animals and would try to rescue any small critters. Uh, so when I got married, um, I was fortunate and blessed enough for my husband to help me start a rescue, and we've had the rescue since 96, so going on over 17 years now, and I've had over 50 animals, and uh, to this date now I have 10 left that are retired, and I just try to provide them a permanent home. That's wonderful, and it's great that you found somebody that said, yeah, okay, we can do what you want to do, because sometimes, you know, it might be part of the deal, and somebody would say, ah, no, that's a, that's a deal killer. <laughs> I'm sure he 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 thinks about it and wonders what he got himself into sometimes. Kind of late now, though, right? That, that's correct. We're we're on our way out, and we're not accepting any more rescue uh, critters. Um, what I'm doing now is writing about how amazing they are, and um, I'm very honored to be able to to share their amazing stories. And not only that. Um, Going on 10 years ago, I took a photograph of my rescue cats, and it's the only photograph I have of all three of my cats uh, because I had to euthanize one at a very young age. 
And before uh, I took this picture, I had a potbelly pig. And when we first started the ranch, um, we adopted her from the Humane Society, and we had her in the house. We had intended to have her be outside and indoor, uh, but they're family-oriented and having just one animal. Um, she uh, um, adopted us as her family, and so she would lay by the couch, and we'd give her belly rubs, and I potty trained her, and very intelligent. Um, she, she, uh, I taught her tricks with Cheerios and, and everything, and around her third year of age, um, she hurt her back, and our farm vet uh, told us that she had to be euthanized. So um, we went ahead and euthanized her, and then I took this picture of my cats, and I put it on my fridge, and I was looking at it one day, and I noticed in front of the couch um, there was like a dark shadow, and I looked closer, and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I had to put it under a real bright light, and when I looked at it, it was the outline of my potbelly pig, and, it, and her name mm-hmm. is Chance. And um, she's standing in front of the couch, and I don't know how to explain it. Um, I have chills all over my body. Um, So I showed it to my family, and they all saw it also. And not only that, other animals started to appear in the picture. And this picture has now um, evolved into an animal that has crossed over that I've seen uh, in a picture to... Um, to other animals that haven't, I see a cat that hasn't, that wasn't there and then came in later. So it's really uh, uh, different to explain, but this picture not only has past animals in it, but also future. So it has my present cats, it has my past pig, and it has future animals that came in later that we rescued, uh, including um, two cats, two potbelly pigs. And then I see a donkey in the window that I don't know where he is or how, where he came from, but he's staring in the window. And a month ago, somebody showed me a horse in the picture also that I had never seen before. So people are seeing um, animals in the picture and they see things that I don't. So I felt it my responsibility to share this um, with as many people in the world that I can, because uh, this is a different way to appreciate and view the animals and the other side. It's fascinating because your book really is about that photograph and all the animals that you know you have rescued as well as and you do talk about and this is an animal that came in later and i'm thinking this is crazy 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 cool it really is very cool and you know me i would be very curious and i'd probably to the point where i'd take the negative down and have it developed again to see what would show up on it you know just to see what was and then as it evolved because it's they just appear in the picture. It's not like you're taking another picture. It, you're not doing that. It, you know, it's, it, they're appearing in the picture. That is so cool, but it's got to be a little odd, too. <laughs> yes, and, and they're solid um, animals, and there's outlines of animals, and then I just see a pair of eyes. Um, and not only that, um, they show us that they can see the other side also because I, I have a picture of my dog looking at a little dog that's looking at me. And that little dog is not there. 
And then I have another picture. I have three special pictures, and that's all, um, of my cat outside in the barn so it's not just through my window, um, that there's a little mouse or a little baby bunny that's next to my cat. And you know if it was really there that she would kill the kill it. And so right. it's there. Yeah. So it, it is crazy. It's totally crazy. Yet I don't believe it's just my land, nor is it just my pictures. Now I want everybody to look at their pictures and, and, mm. and check out their, yeah, and, and see what they see. So it, it just can't be me. But it is I don't know. You might share. be special. <laughs> you know, and I, and I do, ranch might very special. <laughs> and, and I do think that we're all um, in tune with our senses. Um, I tried to use layman's general terms so that just everybody can relate uh, as far as seeing things, um, seeing the other side, uh, seeing spirits, um, uh, feeling them, hearing them. I smelled my pig after she died. And so we we all I believe we all just use our senses. It just takes practice, right? And um, I'm still practicing. <laughs> Aren't we all? You know, yes. everyone. You know, and we talk about these types of things a lot on this show: energy awareness, because it is all just energy, and energy is very malleable and pliable, and we can manipulate it. And you know, I believe when you pass, you just move on to a different form of energy. Yes. And you know, yes. I've I've seen one of my former cats in my house. I mean, especially when I'm sick. And, you know, yes. you you address this in your book. Uh, one of your cats, I think it was um, Nikki, um, you know, you mentioned something about the cat having energy, and I believe animals have great energy. It makes sense to me completely, you know, the yes. energy that we're taught to invoke and administer as an energy therapist, okay? When I'm taught to invoke and administer energy, I'm taught to go to the place of pure love. And as far as I'm concerned, animals are the only creatures that can continually provide unconditional love. So it's yes. really easy for them to administer healing energy. And, and when we have special bonds with them, it's all the more reason for them to give us their unconditional love, which is the energy that heals. So it totally makes sense to me. You know, they're, they are most compassionate creatures, more so than humans. We tend to have to learn that. And we have, really do have much to learn from our animal friends, absolutely. But your story about it was oh, no, it was echo. It was echo after your neck surgery, correct? Yes. That, that sat on you? Yes, yes. Why don't you tell us about that? Because that was just crazy. That was good. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I thought I was stronger when I was doing chores, and I carried a, a bucket and a bag of grain to the barn, and I, I blew a disc out of my neck. And I had to have a surgery to fuse the vertebrae together. And um, my cat, Echo, he would come up and sit on my neck, and uh, my neck would ache and and um, have pain. And I would notice, like after five minutes, that it would almost feel like a TENS unit or a uh, heating pad where the energy mm -hmm. would change in my neck and the pain would actually uh, lessen. And uh, he, he continued this. I was in a neck brace for four months, and he continued this every day. And it would last for five minutes or whatever with the routine. And um, I just could feel the energy shift in my neck. And I do believe that um, he provided so much healing, um, whether he increased circulation, who knows what he did, but he did something. And he would, he would get up after he was done, and I would feel the energy shift. So he knew that that was happening. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty incredible. And I, and I do believe that animals can sense um, illness and disease and epilepsy. And I even reference um, 
uh, middle paw, furry claw uh, by Barry Jackson in my book. Uh, his son was born with autism, and his um, cats had such a unique, wonderful relationship with his son, and still do to this day. So we don't, we don't. I don't even think that we we've accessed the power um, and how remarkable the animals really are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we we don't give them enough credit. So, you know, they're they're a whole lot smarter than you know a lot of people, and uh, <laughs> you know, and they're way more compassionate, and they do have unconditional love, and that's where healing starts. And you know, animals do know when something's going to happen. I mean, it, it's been proven so many times. You know, they know when a storm is going to happen. I can look at my animals, and I know something's going on. And then all of a sudden there'll be like a, a you know, a storm warning or something. And I'll, I'll look at my cats and I'll go, okay, thanks for the heads up. Um, but you're right. Sure. Labs have been used to help epileptics because they have a sense when their person is going to have a seizure and they can warn them so they can sit down or lay down and they won't hurt themselves or dogs that can detect cancer or you, there are so many different things that they're using these dogs for and it's to help people. So someone somewhere learned animals have a, a really good sixth sense, if you will, and we should learn from them. And uh, yes. that comes through in your book loud and clear, which is great, you know. And, and although your book is very short, I think I read it in about a half an hour. It's only about 50, 60 pages long. It's got the photos of the animals. But it's so neat because if somebody picked up this book and read it, and we all know animal lovers, it's a great gift to give someone because they'll start to look at the animals differently. You can't help it, or you'll think back and you'll say, oh, I remember when my animal did this. And you'll realize, yeah. yeah. Now, I've never seen a photograph change, but, you know, when you were talking about the energy, I mean, I was sick, and one of my cats came up, and she would be with me all the time during my illness, and I remember saying to her at one point, you know, you have to, she started to get sick, and I said, you can't get sick, you have to stay with Mummer until I get through this, and then a year yeah. later, she passed away. When I was done with my, my bad stuff, she passed away a year later. I was devastated, but I knew she hung around for me. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Nobody could tell me differently. No. That, that's right. They they are that intelligent and uh, in in so many different ways. Um, uh, not only through the illness, um, but we've heard of of stories uh, where there was that cat in that nursing home too that knew when people were going to cross over. And yeah, that's uh, a little could, scary. <laughs> yeah, that cat would go sit on their Don't bed. Don't come in my room. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> but, but then my potbelly pig, uh, when I got two more later. Um, he would st- he stared at my chicken all day long, and I started studying him. And uh, my chicken my chicken died um, the next day. So he he had noticed something about her energy, and mm-hmm. um, and and then you get into the wildlife. Uh, I talk about um, a little baby quail that got caught in a rainstorm and how the oh yeah that would... was cool too. Yeah. Tell that story. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> Um, uh, the baby got, got caught in the rainstorm, and the parent wouldn't leave and just sat on the fence. And so it was odd to to us. So we started um, uh, looking around and searching after the storm, and I found the little baby, and the little baby was barely breathing. But the parent would not leave. And it, it made me wonder how the parent knew uh, that the baby wasn't um, dead yet or anything and so i cared for the baby as best as i could through the night and the parent stayed there through the night 
and in the next morning um, I uncovered the baby and the baby was fine and the parent and the baby met up and they went walking off together but it really uh, it was curious to me um, do they see the energy of the baby do they know that the baby is alive and maybe when the baby dies you know the, then the energy the spark leaves so um, I found that was very interesting also with uh, chance appearing in front of the couch my potbelly pig we talk about the the connection of love and the connection of energy and um we know that unconditional love is so strong because i don't think she would have came back and made an appearance and showed herself in that picture if it wasn't for that love oh i agree what yeah and what is really weird um and this is the universe and the way it works is um just a month ago, my husband was talking to a coworker at lunchtime and was telling him about the book and was telling him about chance in front of the couch and the photograph. And the coworker said, well, that's weird because 15 years ago we had a potbelly pig that we gave to somebody that gave to the human, Humane Society. Oh. Wouldn't it be weird if it was the same pig? So oh he brought God. in a picture. Yeah, he brought in a picture, and guess what? So it pig. makes me wonder... Did even the universe, the other side, did the animals know that this was all going to come about in a book one day, in a photograph? I mean, was the other side just smiling, knowing that it was all going to come together like this one day? So Yeah. Yeah, it was the same pig. I, I think, amazing. That, I think everything... A, go ahead. Yeah, I think everything is orchestrated like that. You know? Yeah. It's, no it's orchestrated that way. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's just crazy. And then your husband meets a coworker who gave away. That's really interesting. It's really, really interesting. And it just happened the same time the book is released, even though we've been working on the book for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. That's validation then. That very much. Confirmation and validation, knowing we're on the right path, doing the right thing. I mean, I think we can, we're doing everything that we can do to get the animal stories across. Yes, I, and, and I, I think if we we weren't the right portal, we wouldn't be given this kind of um, evidence. You know, this this is facts, um, tangible facts that we can see. Um, you know, instead of having the blind faith. Right, you would not be given the confirmation, the validation, if it weren't meant for you to put this book together. And I'm sure you could come up with another one because this one's short. I'm sure you could have even a longer book with more stories in it. But what I loved when I read that quail story was that, yes, you you took care of that baby as best you could. I love that you said that because it, when you're reading the book and you read that story, you didn't, like some people would pick it up and bring it in the house and try to feed it people food and all this other stuff. You did not do that. You just provided this shelter that you put over it in order to protect it from the downpour. And, you you know, you did the the right thing rather than people who think they're doing the right thing which ends up being the wrong thing so you handled it in the way that probably any veterinarian would tell you was the best way to handle it and i love that because it teaches people as much as you want to pick up those babies you see and hug them and and make them better you can't you kind of have to let nature do its thing and wasn't it cool learning from the the quail parent what a good parent he or she was very dedicated Mm-hmm. Which opens a whole other door to the de- dedication of, of of animal parents and and uh, the love they have for their 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 babies. 
it is it's incredible because you've seen so much and for you this is amazing that you at the young age of 9 when you lost your first cat Nikki okay you were not afraid of seeing your cat after he passed away but rather you were comforted by his presence, and, and in your book it states that it was sort of a relief for you, so so much so that you snuggled under the covers and went into a peaceful sleep. So, again, you were only nine. You know, what at that time made you know that all was well and, and you did not need to fear at all? You know, I, I, don't, I don't quite know, um, but it did comfort me, and I think it is important um, uh, to – to say that and share that because I think a lot of children um, experience things like that also. And it, it, it probably, because they don't know about it, um, it creates fear. And um, uh, we also, uh, I think that we have like a, a on and off switch, you know, so maybe we can control it a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't have many experiences. I remember when my grandfather died when I was 12 and I think I, I, I believe that he told me don't forget about him after he died. So I had, you know, two experiences like that where I saw my cat shadow across the wall and then I heard my grandfather's voice after he died. And when I got older and I went to a seminar and saw uh, Sylvia Brown and, and John Holland mm. and, and Sonia Choquette and Doreen Virtue, it was a, se- a day seminar, uh, John Holland did a reading I was I was um, lucky enough to be chosen for a reading, and he said to me, he goes, you talk to your grandpa? And I said, well, you know, just my grandpa. And then it evolved into so much more. So, um, But I think that children just need to, to know not to be afraid of those things. It's just a different um, way of communication and, uh, and communicating love. So, and we can do it true. with the animals. Yeah, I was just going to say, and doing it with the animals, especially, you know, a lot of people have pets. And yeah. kids, you know, they're much closer to source than we are. They're, they're a lot um, so they're they're a lot closer. Right, so they know it's us who takes it away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much so. You know, we take, away, and, yeah, we take it away from mm-hmm. them. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when my cat, when you can see in the picture uh, little eyes uh, glowing, you know, just appearing behind my um, real picture of my cat, uh, that was my black cat, Marley, that came in later. And I remember seeing her um, black shadow race across the floor before she came in. And then I could feel her rub against my legs. And when she came in and when I adopted her um, and rescued her, the, it stopped. It all stopped. But it was almost her way of asking permission to be here with me. So, um, again... Those are things that people don't need to be afraid of. Um, you know, it's it's just a different uh, energy form, a different level. Yes. Now, it's interesting you should say that because um, what, what I, I want to ask you another question, but I want to be able to do the half-hour break first. So I will do this just so that we can get into this and, and not be broken up about it. We are talking with Heaven Schmidt, author of Angels Come in All Shapes and Sizes, and you can learn more about Heaven by going to her website, and I am going to spell this to you, for you. It's www.heavenschmidt.com, and it is spelled H-E-V-I-N-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T. So you can check that out after the show. Check out the book. It's, uh, there's uh, some information on there that you might like. And um, the book is 
called Angels Come in All Shapes and Sizes. It is a very quick read. It's a very quick read, but it is so fascinating to listen to, number one. And it's something that would make a great gift for anybody, whether they have animals or they don't have animals. So, you know, it is something to um, to check out. You know, with all of the – and listening to you talk and with all – and I'm an energy therapist, as I said, and with all of the work that you do with the animals, and, and I know you understand, uh, you know, after talking to John Holland and, and, um, and I've studied under Sonia Choquette myself and stuff like that, why or do you – feel that you can communicate with the animals in a way where people would actually come to you with your animals and ask what the situation is? Or did you never want to go down that road? Well, um, I've been working with a a professional animal communicator for about 13 years. Um, When my cat Echo got sick, um, I went and found her and through, and her name's Jamie McDaniel, but, um, uh, through her, she taught me a lot about my animals and that I could open um, different uh, 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 tools that that could help me help the animals better. And um, one of them is communicating with the animals and um, doing it, uh, communicating with them. So what I would do is uh, envision or visualize images to them. And um, just the other day, okay, we have snakes where I live, and I have to be wary of rattlesnakes and stuff, but I do allow the bull snakes to live around here, a few of them, to keep the, the um, you know, the mice down and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't want them up against the house. So I had a run-in with one of them a little while back, and uh, he knew not to come around the house anymore. Well, I saw him the other day, and he started coming toward the house. So I pictured him, I, I visualized him turning around, and I said, you know, you're not welcome around the house. I swear, immediately he turned around, he did a U-turn and just went away. So that is a way to communicate to the animals. Now, since I've been doing that for so long, I'm now helping Jamie with her animals and her clients and um, uh, just finding out what I'm capable of. Uh, I'm not, I, I found maybe a lost cat. But it's not my um, forte to find lost animals. You know, it's like a 50-50 mm-hmm. thing. So I can do long-distance things. Um, I've trained with um, uh, uh, NET, uh, neurological, neurological Emotional Technique, uh, Louise L. Hay with the tapping. Uh, then yeah. I took a class called Hidden Images Technique, which is an offset of that. And I took a v- advanced class. So I do emotional clearings with the animals, uh, long-distance, if they have uh, abuse issues and stuff but i do it uh donation basis only uh i don't um charge for what i do i do very limited because i have my own rescue but um mm-hmm. and and i and i've helped a woman for the last 5 years help with her sister's been missing and we have never found her or anything but i help just be support and a good listener you know where i can so i yes. try to volunteer where i can and uh and do little things like that. So yes, I've opened the doors, and 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 I understand, uh, you know, chakras and stuff like that, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. And animals, yeah, they need energy clearings too sometimes. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yeah, and I, I use have flower essence with rest- oh, remedy okay. and and stuff like that too. And and I and like you do sound work, you know, uh, sound therapy. I do a little bit of that uh, with uh, color. And um, and tone and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you 
But it I is love amazing Reiki, and because... thank you for being a Reiki master. Oh. Oh, well, thank you. Um, it's interesting because when I do work on animals, people bring the animals in. I have one gentleman who brings in his rabbit, Harvey, and Harvey jumps in my quartz crystal singing bowls because they're huge. You could baptize a baby in one of them. And, you know, and the, the rabbit jumps in. And, you know, the animals love the sounds. The animals love everything that we love. And when it's pure and good energy, they're going to suck it up like a vacuum. Yes. They take it in a whole lot better than us because they have no preconceived notions. They're just there yes. living their life unconditional love, doing what they're supposed to do. We have so very much to learn from them if we just would look at them and say, okay, you know, I mean, around here I have bears, I have deer, I have gophers. Everybody in the neighborhood wants to know, well, how come the gophers don't eat everything in your yard? Because I ask them not to. And people think, okay, that's the crazy lady in that house. And it's like, you know what? I go out, and when the new baby deer are born, I say to them, I know you're new here. Front yard belongs to me. Backyard's for you and your family. you got to go. And my husband has said to me a number of times, I can't believe when the geese come up from the lake, you just stand out there and say, no, no, turn around, and they do it. Or the deer (laughs) jump across the hedge and go out back. And I said to him, you just have to talk to them. You just have to ask them and say, there are limits here. I knew you. Yes. I know you were here before me, and you belong to Gaia first. I get that, but I live here. I'm willing to share. So I plant what you like in hidden places, like under my hedge. There's a lot of clover for the baby bunnies. I don't pull that clover out. You know, no. I pull the clover right. out of the yard, but I'm going to leave that there for them to eat. You can't see it. It does not ruin the curb appeal. You know, That's if right. we learn to, yeah, if we learn to yeah, live you, with the animals, yes, you know. So. Yes, thank you, T. Thank you for being who you are, and thank you for doing that because I know everybody can do it, and all they got to do is take time and practice and slow down and just notice, and that's all they have to do. It's really, it's really not that difficult, and it's very it's awareness and kind. Yes, yes, yeah, energy yep. awareness, just like you said. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't matter what you're becoming aware of. Just become aware of it and see what it does. Animals change your life. Animals make you live longer because there's something to love. There's something to give pets to. There's something to care about. You know, animals do so much for you, and I don't care if it is considered a pet or not. I have a friend who has a horse, and she just got a second horse, and I, I don't want to call them her pets because they're not in the house under her feet like her cats are, but they are her animals. They're her babies. These are her children, you know, and it doesn't matter. Animals are just as important as people, and in some cases, maybe more so, and Betty White would agree with me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know she would. It's so important. (laughs) It really, really is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that we're in a day and age and a vibration that um, a lot more people can understand it. So I just think that we're... um, making our rounds again, and with social media and technology, um, we're able to go so much farther than we used to. And and I don't want to offend anybody, and I'm not here to preach. Um, I just believe that animals have souls, and um, I think I've got a photograph to prove it. So. Yeah, I think so, too. I have to say something. <laughs> yeah, you do. And it's funny because the, there are certain people that may not believe animals have souls and they don't go to heaven. Well, that's okay. That's their belief. But then, right. you know, and it's okay to believe that way. I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm not knocking on your door. I'm not preaching to you. I'm just saying, you know what? I've seen a lot of shadows in my house, people and animals. And i got to say, you know, yeah. I know that 
yeah, they're around, you know, they are definitely around and, and they're there to help you and they want to come back because it's just energy. If you would just think about it and realize you're just vibrating at, at a higher rate when you pass over, we can't see you, you know, yes. animals too, they vibrate their energy, you know. And they like to be in pictures. <laughs> if, if you'll notice your cats and everything, even in, uh, even in videos, um, the animals come in the pictures. They just like to be in them. And even from the other side now, we're discovering. They like to be in the Apparently. pictures. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to um, say a prayer and thank them for their sacrifice, too. Because, um, you know, we know that not everybody's a vegetarian either. So, um, And they do sacrifice themselves. So um, yeah. that's how honorable they are. And that's how pure and wonderful they are. Um, and just to be able to say thank you is huge. Yes, and, and they're and, they're quite noble in that, yes. Yeah, quite noble. And um, every little bit how we choose to say thank you, you know, by donating to organizations or, or however we choose to say thank you to help them um, makes a difference. And I just love that we're given all these opportunities to see um, all these different ways that we could have never imagined how animals can love us. And and right. I just think and love love is that strong. As we would smell our grandfather's pipe or our grandmother's perfume that have crossed, you know, we, we, we can sense um our animals too. So I think it does give a sense of um uh uh soothing when our animals yeah. pass that we know that, you know, we we, we could see them again. We mm-hmm. just don't know um what the universe is capable of. Sure, and even people like John Holland or uh, Teresa Caputo, who has that TV show, you know, anybody who is a psychic medium many times will bring through a pet or an animal. And somebody will say, oh, Rocco, yeah, that's my pet. That was my dog when I was a kid. I forgot about that dog, you know, and there's the dog there. You do mention in your book uh, a great cause. It's called Pegasus Homestead. You want to tell us a little about them, what they do? Uh, Uh. yeah, uh, I, it's probably pronounced Pegasus. I pronounce it Pegasu. Um, Pegasu.org. Okay. It's in Matt, Colorado, and she's been she's had the the rescue for since '97, '96, and um, she has over 60 some potbelly pigs. So back when uh, potbelly pigs were a trend, and people didn't realize, you know, that as intelligent they are, they can also um, not be the kind of pet that you want in the house, etc. Um, then they ended up in all these rescues. So she's dedicated her life to taking care of all these pigs. And that's uh, my rescue is private, which I probably many years ago should have went nonprofit, but I didn't. Um, and now, you know, my rescue is um, ending. So, uh, but so I decided to have everybody, if they felt like they needed to donate, to donate somewhere near their home, the Humane Societies, or they can do Pegasus or uh, Pegasus.org or they can do um, stpaws.org. And stpaws.org is a thrift store. And anything that is sold at this thrift store goes toward the organizations to help animals. So I'm just really proud of these organizations and um, want to give people somewhere that they can donate to if they don't have their own. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. I, I read that in your book, and I thought, oh, I want to make sure that I uh, that I have that 
you know, say that on air in case people are interested in that. It's important. It's very important because animals do so much for us, as we it was already discovered. Now, you already discussed, excuse me, uh, you were a private rescue. So when you rescued these animals, you, your husband, Al, your daughter, Mariah, uh, it, it was the three of you and, and this, these animals, any animals that would come into the house that you would rescue. Yes. Yes. Correct. And Mariah okay. went through, yeah, Mariah was four when we started, so she had to, I had to explain to her teacher one day that the um, chance ate, the pig ate her homework, and uh, <laughs> so we, we we have quite the quite the little stories to tell because she grew up helping with the animals also. But every um, you know dime that we could sacrifice, we put toward the animals, and um, it's just uh, something that that I felt like we had to do. So um, uh, it's an honor. And you, and you know the 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 pig eating the homework. I understand why you had to go in and say that because, you know, my dog ate my homework is such a cliche. <laughs> you know, my pot exactly. belly pig ate my homework. Here's my mom. She's going to tell you. You know, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know? yeah. And they do understand, the animals do understand language, uh, English. I, I just know we all know that. And uh, one day uh, my goats, I had, I've had many goats, but one day uh, the mother um, of one of my goats, or the kid, of one of my goats, um, he died, and the mother was watching us bury the, her kid um, in the pet cemetery. And uh, I said, you know, when it's your time to go, you'll be with him. And and then for the next two days, she she barely moved. She was all stressed out. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't sleep. And I, I started thinking, you know, what could be wrong with her? And I started thinking, you know, she probably thinks that we're going to bury her in the ground with her kid. Mm. So mm-hmm. I re um I re spoke what I had said to her and um soothed her and uh she understood and she went back to her normal routine. But I just was really careful about what I said around the animals after that because they can take it wrong. <laughs> well, and it's kinda like being around sick people in a the hospital. They're in a coma, they can still hear you. They're unconscious, yes. don't speak in their room. People always think, oh, well, you know, they'll start talking about funeral arrangements when the person's laying there, and I'll be like, you need to leave the room. You can't be talking yes. like this. They can hear you. And people think yes. they can't. No, no, they don't know what I'm talking about. Really? Do you know that for a fact? Because I don't. I'm thinking you need to leave the room. You know, I, yeah, so you have to be careful around, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's strange what they pick up. And they can feel the energy of your voice, and they know what you're saying anyway. What is yes. the most animals you've had at a time? Do you do you know? Um, I had 50 I, at a time. Well, oh, my and, God. And this is, yeah, this is uh, um, a brood of, of chickens, and you know, but even a chicken is special. So, um, um, you know, uh, I've had, well, right now I have a, a, a horse and a pony and a miniature donkey, a really loud miniature donkey, and <laughs> um, <clears throat> four cats and a dog and a, a pocosimus in a fish tank. But those are what I have left, and then I've had goats and pot-bellied pigs and, um, uh, um, you know, um, numerous dogs and cats and um, just all those other wonderful animals. And it, it's interesting because it's true. If you build it, they will come. And so as mm-hmm. soon as I allowed the energy to open, um, that was it. Animals were placed in front of me left and right. So and and I was real careful. Um, I've only adopted out. I found a a little pink um, piglet under my horse one morning, and um, I adopted him out. 
because my other pigs wouldn't allow him to live here, and I had to adopt out my cockatiels. And so those are the only ones, but the rest all have had permanent homes and lived here until old age or until um, otherwise. Well, where did the little pig come from? <laughs> well, you found under your horse, and the horse didn't have it. The pigs didn't have it. Where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, and it came from somewhere. <laughs> okay. I mean, if I walked outside and I saw a little pig, I'd be like, where did you come from? I don't understand. <laughs> it, it would have probably been used as meat somewhere else. So um, oh. instead it became a mascot for a, another rescue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah, that's harsh. Okay. Oh, God. We, well, we, we help where we can, in. right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean I had a little fawn in my backyard that was clearly had a problem. The mother must have had it and maybe she had two and this was the third and she couldn't take care of it. But it had major problems and I brought it to the vet and from the vet after him doing as much as he could, I brought it up to um what's called Antler Ridge. It's a place where they do you know, they take care of animals that don't have moms and everything. Unfortunately, this little this little guy didn't make it. But you know, I knew sure. I couldn't take care of it. But I cried anyway because that was now right. now that deer was on my property. It was mine. <laughs> you know, right. you don't have your kid right. on my property and you think it's not mine. It's mine. You know, that's my baby now. <laughs> you know, I'll share with you. Have that, deer. <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't have doubted that the mother um, brought the baby to you to try to help it too. So. They're that smart, aren't they? <laughs> I think they are. I do. I really do. I mean, one of them was sitting by the side of my driveway, and the lawn was being mowed, and I sat there with it. And I know they park their deer for about two weeks because they have that smell, and they don't want them. They can't walk yet and run from bears, and we have a lot right. of black bears. So right. I was just sitting there. I didn't touch the animal. I just sat there, and I was talking to it, and the mother was off in a field, and I saw her stomping her hoof. She was not happy with me, and, and I would yell to her, it's okay, Mama, I'm not touching your baby. I'm just letting you know that your baby's going to be okay. And it was the weirdest thing because after the, the lawn mowing stopped and everything was put away, I came in the house. I was sitting in my office, and I saw something walk by my window, and I thought, Oh, that's the mother deer. Or she's probably kicked at me. So I go to the front door and I open it up and there's a walkway to my front door and she would not walk on the walkway. She was walking she was standing on the asphalt, the driveway. And she stood there and looked at me and up came the baby and it was right behind her. And she literally bowed her head down and put one leg out and I looked at her and I went, Oh my God, you're welcome. And I just wow. and I started to cry. I really wow. felt like she was saying thank you to me. I really believe it. I really believe I it. Wow. That's it was incredible. it was crazy good, yeah. yeah it was crazy crazy, crazy good. good. Yeah, yeah. Out. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how old is Mariah now? She she'll be twenty two. Okay, yeah. so is she into animals? Did she study animals or anything? Like, what's she going to do for a living? <laughs> yeah, she hasn't figured that out yet, but uh, uh, she definitely has a connection with animals also. And and I'll watch her with the cats, and she'll uh, read their body language and 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 more because she has the the gift too. And uh, yep. and she'll um, just communicate with them and connect with them also. So um, I love her her gentle touch, and as well, she has that with children and people. So. Uh, uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to see what what she'll uh, do with with her life. Yeah, God bless her. That's really cool. Yeah. Now I know that you are in the midst of writing a children's series of books. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, I'm still working on it, and it may may or may not be a series. But I just feel 
that um, if children understand this when they're young, um, they'll be kind to animals as adults. And uh, I just think that rescue is so, is so important also. So I'd like to incorporate uh, that into children's stories. And um, I got a couple of them uh, going on, and we'll see what it becomes. But it just really, if we could get these, get these um, souls as children, then being adults, you know, you won't have the black necessarily have the the adults with the black market with the animals and and all that stuff happening. If if we could just spread the word about how how amazing animals really are. Yes, and yeah. I think it teach the kids the when kids. they're young. Yeah. It does. Everything does. Yeah, we need to get the kids early before you know they they learn too much the other way and, and they don't see. They need to learn the compassion right out the door, right out the gate, you know, just learn right the compassion the and know it. it's for everybody yeah. because we're all connected. We're all connected through compassion, not really love because it's unconditional love that we can pull in and give each other, but humans don't do that. If, if there was true unconditional love, nobody would be divorced. If there was true, true unconditional love, there wouldn't be abandoned children. Humans don't true. have unconditional love. You can say you love your partner unconditionally, and then something happens, and guess what? There's a condition. So, you know, but animals aren't like that. They truly give unconditional love no matter what. And kids can learn that, and then they can be more forgiving toward each other, creating a better people society, not just I an animal so society. Yeah, yes. yeah, I really do. Uh, you know, uh, we we have often known that pets will help kids to care for an animal and do things, but now we got to take it that step further and say, yeah, but do you see this? Do you get this part? Because yeah. as often as I've had, you know, two cats, and then one of them had to be put down. She was 17, and she was failing, and we put her down. So I went out and got two more because I knew this other one is 17, probably will last two years. I'm not going to leave it alone for two years, and I want these two to have a buddy, so I'm not going to, you know, each other not have one where they lose somebody and they don't have anybody else, and I'm going to get in another cat. So I did that, and then that one, of them, one of those had to be put down at six years old. So I went and I got two more, and I said to my husband, I can't keep doing this. It kills them. It's killing me. It's killing that's, me. Yeah, you know, I can't. That's how I ended up with 50 animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just oh. killing, it's killing me to put them down. You know, I said, I can't. Once, yes. once we're done, it's over. I can't. I can't, in my heart, you don't realize how many times it can be broken. You think, ah, oh, my heart won't break again. And sure enough, there it is. It's broken in pieces and stomped on and gone through the meat grinder and, oh. And each, <laughs> each one is different. Each one is just yeah. as hard and each one is different and just as painful. And the even though we know they live on and that they'll come and visit us and be there with us, um, it's, it, it's, it's in a different form and it's not yeah. the same. But, we, but no. at least... We do know they live on, but it'll never be the same. Right. Yep, yep it can't yep. be. You know, it can't right. be. But you're right. At least we know that, I mean, there's there's this one card that Hallmark puts out when a pet passes, and I get, I. I buy them all out when the store gets them in. I, I just know too many people who lose pets, and it's like, oh, my God. So I'll buy five at a time. You know, they got five in, I buy the five. And it talks about how the, um, the pets, when they pass, actually become stars in the sky. And I love that. And I think, yeah, that's what they are. They're stars in the sky looking down on you and watching over you. Because we typically think of angels as being human beings, a form, like a human form with wings. But we never think of angels as being animals. So when I read the cover of your book, Angels Come in All Shapes and Sizes, I thought, well, this is interesting because, yes, animals can be angels too. We have animal guides. We have spirit guides. We have a guardian angel. Why can't animals 
the angels just like, you know, why does an angel have to only be in the human form with wings? Why can't it be an animal? There can be an animal angel. And when I read that Hallmark card and the stars in the sky, I was like, oh, yeah, they're just like little angels in the sky looking down on us, you know? But that's just probably <laughs> me being weird. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, it's so true, and it's just so endearing. And, and as we would think of people, um, I, I think of angels or animals the same way. And, you know, an, uh, people can be angels on Earth. And then there's the story of the of the pot-bellied pig that, his uh, his people, she was having a heart attack, and he went and laid down in the middle of the street so that a car would stop and help save her. So they can be angels on earth too. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's just really incredible. And uh, yep. yeah, human. Some a lot of human beings think that animals are lower, a lower form, and I just think they're they're just remarkable. Yeah, and they might actually be a higher form. Like I said earlier, we really have a lot to learn from animals, just like children. If you watch children when they're very young, we have a lot to learn from them. They they come in with so much knowledge, and we start to change all that, and they're so free-spirited. We need to go back to that. And the animals, yes. too, children have unconditional love. They, they, they love their parents unconditionally until things start to happen, and then the conditions are put there. You know, it's the same yes. type of thing. Now, I also read that you perhaps are working on a novel as well. Is that correct, or is that something you're not ready to disclose? <laughs> I'm working on a – all this is tentative, but I'm working on a um, uh, a fiction uh, story about past lives. And it's a, just a cross between, like, Wizard of Oz and The Christmas Carol. And oh. uh, yeah, and so I'm, and it and it includes animal guides and and stuff like that, and it just uh, started evolving. So I decided to write about it, and it's in the rough draft stages, but um, hopefully uh, that'll be uh, accepted and published by next year. Well, you'll yes. have to keep me posted on both that and the children's book or books if you decide to do a series because we'd love to have you back to talk about those things, uh, you know, which is interesting. It's always nice to have guests back when they're doing such good work, and I think that the work you're doing is phenomenal. You know, I um, I commend you, and, I, I, you know, it's a wonderful work that you've been doing all your life, and it's great to put it out there in teaching format. Now, the interesting thing about this book, I'm looking at it right now, the reading part of the book is only – 47 pages, so it's a very quick read. You can pick it up and read it in a half an hour. You can read it while you're waiting for a doctor or dentist appointment because God knows they keep you forever. And, you know, you'll, you'll get it done, but you'll get a lot out of it. And when books are short, they have sometimes more of a powerful impact than some of the books that I get that are 500 pages long, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you could have, not, you could have said this one way, not 62 gazillion ways. So I like Good. the books that have a powerful message, and this one does, and I, I hope that you'll be writing more of your stories in another book so that we can read more about the animals and things that are, have happened, you know, that you've experienced on your, uh, at Little Feet Ranch. That would be very interesting. Oh, thank you, know. you so very there's, much. There's one part of your book that I would like to read on air, if I may. It's the poem. May I read that? Yes. You wrote a poem, and I love this poem. Light and love honor the animals, whether they have paws, hooves, fins, or can fly. Say a prayer to cherish and thank them for their sacrifices and light, and know how blessed you are when they allow you to gaze into their eyes to see the look of unconditional love that's meant to be a precious gift sent down from up above. 
that's really cool. I liked that. And I thought, oh, that's a neat little poem. That's great. So that's put in the book, too, and it's a nice ending to the book. And uh, we are almost out of time at this point, so I want to be able to, before we say goodbye, tell our listeners anything else that you want to um, about yourself and how they can go about purchasing your book, Angels Come in All Shapes and Sizes. Um, the book was released on June 1st uh, from Turn the Page Publishing, and uh, you can um, purchase the book at turnthepagepublishing.com, and it's also available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And um, I've just been doing uh, book signings uh, at Barnes & Noble, and then this weekend I have a book signing at St. Paul's uh, for their grand reopening of their uh, bigger store. So that that's what I've been up to, and I'm just so grateful for the for you having me, T, and thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, you are more than welcome. You know, it's a great book, and the holidays are coming. Now, I know everybody's thinking, T, it's July. We've all, the whole country's been in a heat wave. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about getting things early out of the way so you don't have to worry about it down the road. This is a great book for children. It's a great book for adults. It's a great book for people who have animals, and it's really a great book for people who don't because you learn so much from it, and it's short. It's succinct, but you get so much out of it. The messages in it are really terrific. So go out there and order the book it you know it's wonderful or if you're in the in an area where heaven is going to be you can get it signed she signed mine i'm grateful for that too because every time an author sends me their book and they sign it i know it's a keeper nobody gets to touch it (laughs) it's like no you can look but you really can't have it you have to go buy your own (laughs) so i really appreciate that it's just wonderful and you know listeners we need you to spread the word too i know that you enjoy what you hear on energy awareness radio share it with your friends Send the link to the show so they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered here at Energy Awareness Radio. Every single one of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all. And as you're aware, they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge and humor and the good time that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. So please... Be sure to pass the word, make others aware, and they'll be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone as well. So thank you again, Heaven. This has been a really thought-provoking discussion. It really, I really believe that because it makes you think about animals and what they're doing and how they can bring more into your life, even if you don't have one, just seeing them out in nature and just observing them. And I appreciate your taking time to be here and sharing your, your thoughts with all of us. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, T. You are welcome. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. Get out your calendar, mark it now so that you remember to turn in, tune in next week. And for more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, a lookup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including the Quartz Crystal Bowl concerts and Labyrinth Walks, the Candlelit Labyrinth Walks. So go ahead and check that out online. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Bye bye.
Today. 